The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin, Texas. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick Brown, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Welcome back to Real Pod. I'm in a singing mood today because my voice is kind of raspy. Wait, low key, like that's that sounded pretty good. That sounded pretty good. Anyways, I'm in a silly, goofy and fun and energetic mood because that is how I would describe our guest today. She is truly one of a kind. We've been friends on Instagram for years now. I've always wanted to have her on the podcast because she is someone who truly lives an authentic life, a daring life, and just seems like the coolest. And so I've always wanted to chat with her. And that is the one and only Caitlin Bristow. You might have known Caitlin from the Bachelor franchise when she was the Bachelorette. Maybe you know her from her delicious Spade and Sparrows wine company. It is truly unreal. We were actually drinking the rosé as we recorded this episode, which was a first for me in RealPod, but I could not resist. She had the wine there and it looked so good. And it was. If you want to try Caitlin's wine, you can do so at spadeandsparrows.com. The rosé is my favorite. Caitlin also won Dancing with the Stars, which is just unreal. I have so much respect for that. She grew up a dancer and then circled back to it after all the success of her time on reality TV and ended up winning Dancing with the Stars, which was incredible. Now, I love keeping up with her and following along as she takes us through her everyday journey on Instagram and in her amazing podcast, Off the Vine. Caitlin and I go all over the place today. Buckle up. This is a good one, a fun one. Of course, we get deep. It's real pod, and I hope you enjoy. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Pooping Queen, interesting username, but we respect it, who gave five stars and said instant confidence boost. I just finished listening to the Real Pod episode with Ella and I instantly feel sexier. Vic and Ella really helped me realize that confidence is an inside job and that living my life authentically is the most important and sexiest thing I can do and be. Thank you, Queens. Oh, I love this. I'm going to screenshot this right now and text it to Ella. That's all we wanted you to take away from that episode. If you have not yet listened to my episode with Ella Halikas on confidence and sexiness, she's one of my best friends. She's a Sports Illustrated model, and it is an unreal episode, so don't miss it. And if you're enjoying RealPod, please leave us a rating and review. I would love to hear your feedback, and you just may be the shout out on next week's episode. Without further ado, let's dive into this conversation with the one and only Caitlin Bristow. You're like 
stunning. What? Yes. I feel you're more beautiful IRL. Uh-uh. And I mean that as a compliment because <gasps> most people are like, thank you for saying that. Yeah, no, seriously. That's so nice. Again, I'm so hard on myself. I know. <laughs> it's, you know what's actually crazy is I've gotten to a place where I speak really highly about myself in the mirror. Even if I don't believe it, I'll say it. And then I'll see on like camera and I'm like, what? That's not what I see in the mirror. Like, I'm like, who's lying to me? The mirror really? or the cameras? It's been like a really big effort on my part to speak to myself kindly in the mirror because I usually look in the mirror and I will pick apart everything. Mm-hmm. But in the last, I would say five years, I've been really working on it. And now I speak so highly about myself in the mirror. And then, of course, that's not good enough because then I see myself on video and I go, ew. And then I start thinking like that. I'm like, do I really look like what I look like in the mirror? Or do I look like what I look like on camera? And I start picking myself apart because I have to do this for a job. Yeah. And it's like, God, I've like healed one part and then something else comes out. And they're like, just kidding. Okay, but doesn't that make New you— New trauma unlock. <laughs> doesn't that make you think about how silly it, it yes. all is? Because I we could both take a photo in lighting in this room in an yeah. angle that looks amazing yeah. and then find different lighting where our faces look terrible. Yeah. So that's why I look at all photos like it doesn't matter because it's relative. <sighs> You know who, this is so crazy, but you know who really changed my life on that thought was Brit, funny enough, who is who I competed against to be the bachelorette. I I compared myself to her a lot. And then Mm. as the two women who are pitted against each other to be the bachelorette, I, of course, was comparing myself, but I actually learned so much from her. And I'll never forget her doing a video on her social media. And she was like, look, if I'm in this lighting, everything looks smooth. You can't see this. You can't see my dark circles. She goes, I literally just turn right here and this, and I was like, whoa, well, if she can do that, because I think she's like a beautiful human. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's so real. That's so true. Do you feel like that no matter what your career would have been, you would have been under this much scrutiny towards yourself? Or do you think it's a result of what you do for a living? No, I think, I think I grew up, I was a dancer and we danced six days a week and we would all compare ourselves to each other in the mirror in the dance studio every single day. And I don't ever want to make this look like I'm bashing my mom for being a bad parent because she's truly the best mom I could have ever asked for. And she's still one of my best friends to this day. And she was the most caring, kind, mothering, like best mom. But she had so much pressure on herself growing up because she was a performer and a dancer. And her dad was kind of like a stage dad. She didn't have a stage mom. She had a stage dad. Mm. And he put a lot of emphasis on her appearance and what she looked like for success. So then my mom was always so concerned with, with what she looked like. So then that's what I had to look up to. I was like, oh, aging is bad. Aging is scary. Your body yeah. needs to look a certain way as a dancer, blah, blah, blah. So I do think I was doomed from the beginning. <laughs> and so would you say be, it's getting older? It's age. That's like putting more of an emphasis on it for you? Yeah. I've Because I've worked so much on my body dysmorphia and my I've done like intuitive eating courses and all these things that I've actually done a lot of healing around my body. But now it's my face that I haven't paid attention to. So now I'm like, I, I grew up with OCD around symmetry. So if you touch this shoulder, I'd want to touch this shoulder for it to be even. Mm-hmm. I would want to wear the same amount of layers on the bottom as I did on top. I would want my breath in to be the same length that it was on. And I would count. Oh, my gosh. And so I think once I discovered Botox for symmetry in my face, I think I... I've tried to do an okay job at like understanding that that's what I'm doing and like, okay, Caitlin, like this is, don't go too far and don't do too much to your face. But like, that's where I realized Botox where it could fix the symmetry on my face. And now I need to work on <laughs> this part 
Okay, I need to just send you pictures of my face. I have the least symmetrical face, but I don't see that. But it's so funny. It's like my personal bit with myself. Like when, like literally if I smile, one of my, first of all, my top lip is so much smaller than my bottom lip. I feel like you ever look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, one eye is higher than the other. Yes, I do it all the time, but I wouldn't hand out school pictures because of it. Really? So even back when you were in school? Yes. And, and I, I don't see it in you, though. I would only see it in me. Like, actually, what I learned is if you actually have a symmetrical face that doesn't look right, like your face yes. does have to be. One of my favorite quotes about eyebrows is they should be sisters, sisters not, not twins. twins. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's been a whole thing. <laughs> You're like, trust me, I've heard it. Yeah. I do feel like I will have my own journey to figure out. Like, I feel like I even look in the mirror now and I see like a little bit of a wrinkle by my eye and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I could not pass for 17 anymore. Where did those (laughs) years go? You do have a baby face though. Oh, thank you. But I, people will ask me all the time, like, do you have Botox? And I will always commit to being honest, Mm -hmm. but I can't say for the rest of my life, I might never get it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I love it. I'll never stop. Women are under so much pressure to look a certain way. Like, you just can't know until you're there. And you can only help but sympathize with women who feel the pressure to tweak. Yeah. And I need, I will need to constantly have an honest conversation with myself about why I'm doing it. And I know that sometimes I have done it too much where I... Like, I started doing too much because I wanted to look a certain way. And I was like, okay, that's where it's unhealthy. Getting, I, I obviously will always get Botox because I, I say that all the time. I'm very open and honest about it. I will always do it because I love that it makes me look like I had a full night's sleep. I look so refreshed after. Like, I actually love it. But I do realize also that's probably because I've been conditioned to think a certain way that I need to look young. I appreciate you being so candid. I've actually never talked to anyone on RealPod about Botox or filler. Mm. Well, I've talked to plastic surgeons. And I appreciate it because I have friends that get Botox, filler. Yeah. It's funny. My friends will like feel like they can't really really tell me about it. And yeah. I'm like, I'm, I feel bad that people have a view of me that I'm like, how could you do that? <laughs> yeah. You're beautiful the way you are. I'm like, right. I'm re- like, I get it. Yeah. Like I used to be right in there with everyone. Like, well, cause then you could get down to the nitty gritty of like, well, then do we even color our hair? Should we not totally, be wearing makeup? Totally. Like, you can go down, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of this and not to talk about appearance, but I've been wanting to get a bob. Like oh. it's been in the back of my mind. You just got one. Yeah, How s- are we feeling? I feel chic. I feel more expensive. I feel like I, my style got elevated just from having a bob. I feel like I should be like smoking a long cigarette in Paris. I don't know. I just feel like it looks really good. It made me, this is so stupid, but it made me be like, do I want to have children soon? Like I've been like rethinking my whole life purpose. (laughs) Because of your hair. I swear to God. And I looked it up. There's a science behind a woman cutting their hair and they, once they cut, it's like removing energy, negative energy. And I literally feel like I can conquer the world. I can like, I'm like, I can be a mom and I can work and I can still have my success and I'll find a relationship eventually. Like (laughs) I literally just feel like this new woman. I think everybody should try Bob once in their life. Also, your caption was iconic. I'm a Bobby girl in a Bobby world. (laughs) As a fellow content creator, (laughs) slay. It's so funny. I'm glad I went with that one. It was either going to be that or it's giving quarter life crisis because. Oh my gosh, those are both good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy about the Bobby one. Well, I think that it looks amazing. Thank you. All right. If you follow my Instagram, you know I've been pretty insufferable about getting my palette done. <laughs> I am a true summer. So I have been wanting to incorporate more pieces into my wardrobe that are in my palette. But it can be a lot to just go out and like buy a bunch of new clothes especially when you want to get nice, high-quality pieces, but don't want to spend an absurd amount of money. I turned to Quince. 
They've been a sponsor of RealPod for a while, and I love them. Quince has so many luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, but are affordable luxury. And the reason why is because Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Like you can get 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. My personal favorite is I got a washable stretch silk v-neck cami. It's like picture any gorgeous silky camisole and it was $39. You would think that this was like over 100 and I got it in the dust pink color because that's in my palette. If you're looking to freshen up your wardrobe and add more high quality luxury pieces, but you don't want to break the bank, don't look any further than Quince. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash RealPod for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash real pod to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash real pod. Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash real pod. This episode of real pod is also sponsored by Element, my literal favorite electrolyte replenishing drink mix. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalance can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, and weakness. And Element helps anyone stay hydrated because it is an electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research revealing that optimal health outcomes occur at sodium levels two to three times government recommendations, which is wild. And each stick pack delivers a meaningful dose of electrolytes free of artificial colors or other dodgy ingredients. Element is formulated for anyone on a mission to restore health through hydration hydration, which is me. And it's perfectly suited for anyone, no matter what sort of dietary needs you have. Max and I are obsessed. We have Element all the time. I would say almost every day. I definitely have it on the days that I work out because you lose a lot of electrolytes when you're working out. And so I always want to get them back, especially with all the travel going on. I literally feel like the whole Tokyo trip I would not have gotten through if I didn't pack Element. So go to drinkelement.com slash realpod to receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through our URL. That's drinkelement, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash realpod to receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through our URL. So go to drinkelement.com. You will receive that free sample pack with any order, which is great. You're going to get to try all the flavors. Look out for raspberry, citrus, and orange. Those are my faves. And I hope you enjoy. That's drinkelement.com slash realpod. Speaking of being on the internet, I kind of need to tell you something funny. Tell me. So when frequently like people ask me about where I'm going in my career, like maybe from a growth standpoint, I think of you in my mind where I'm like, I would love to be like Caitlin Bristow famous. Cause dog. Cause I oh, feel cause like, it's like a healthy, like I don't need bodyguards and I can't go at places. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like you're like, you're so established and successful and well known that like you're on the top television network, like hosting and doing sick things. And like, it's so, but then if you go into a CVS, like my dad probably wouldn't right. know. Yes. Like, and I think that you hit the perfect stride. What would you think? I do agree with that. I used to think I wanted to be like a Kim Kardashian, like on the level of Justin Bieber. I thought I was cut out for that life. When I got to go on The Bachelor, I was like, weird way of getting, like, famous, Caitlin, but okay. Like, I thought I was supposed to be there. Yeah. And then getting a taste of it, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want that lifestyle. It's not for me. Now where I'm at right now, I love that, like, I can have some really beautiful human beings come up at an airport and tell me that, like, they listen to my podcast and that they, like, like me. It's very flattering. But 
I could also go to an airport and nobody could even know. And I do like that. I love that. I do like See, that. I would almost think you're probably not able to go through the airport scot-free, but you can. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what you're wearing. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. But I feel like five years ago, I would be so overwhelmed by people coming up to me and talking to me. And now I'm like, please, everybody come say hi. I love meeting oh, people. I love that. It, well, I don't because, know what but Probably because now you've created actual community and the people yeah. that would come up, like, uh, that's probably drink your wine or they listen to your show. And like, they're really long haulers. That's Whereas true. before it was like, oh my God, this girl on TV, but they don't really like know or care about your life story. You're exactly right. That is what it is. It's nice. You though, I feel like are one of my like online friends who I feel like has to deal with more hate than I see on another account. I don't know what it is, but I feel like you receive an unfair amount of criticism. It's pretty crazy. I do think it is, I can be quite polarizing to people because I will like get drunk on my social media and then I will like I talk openly about anxiety and then I'll like cry and people think I'm doing things for attention all the time. But really, I'm just like truly trying to show up as like my real self on social media. And I just think when somebody is living their authentic life in a public eye, I feel like it triggers people. And I think a lot of people feel entitled to my life because I share so much. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword where I'm like, I want to share everything because I love it. And I feel like it's good to show up of the good, bad, and ugly on social media. But I feel like that does open up the doors for more people to have criticism because they're like, well, you share everything with us. So I know everything about you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that always blows my mind when people think they know someone through their social media, even if there's accounts like yours or mine where we are being candid and we're posting on like the ugly days, that's still a highlight reel of the ugly day in a way. Like we had to think about the caption and like figure out the post. Like, so there seems to be so many people who think that they know you, Mm -hmm. but what do you think is the most misunderstood? I think people think I'm a bad person. Like, I don't think people know that my, I'm actually so highly sensitive and I have a really big heart and I care so much about human beings. And I think people think I'm just this carefree degenerate. And I'm actually not. I'm very highly sensitive and have a really big heart and like care a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's where I get misunderstood. Yeah. But pe- but, I, but again, that's part on me of what I put out there because I do show my sassy self a lot. And I do show like the funnier. My sense of humor is very edgy. So I show a lot of that. And it's more of like that entertainment side of me that shows up on social media. And I just think people just have this vision of this one dimensional person that I am. And I've had this thought, I want to do, maybe the money could go to your charity. I want to like do this, like this thing where I show up on social media live for like three days. I'm just live. (laughs) Wait, that's amazing. People can pay. It's like a pay-per-view, but all the money will go to a charity and it's never off. So you can see that like when I show up on my social media, I'm turning it on a bit and I'm doing this and uh, how I'm doing this when I edit or what I'm doing. Like you can see everything from the minute I wake up to the moment I go to bed, just so you can get a glimpse into like what you actually know and don't know about me. Right. Oh my God. (laughs) I love that idea just from the standpoint of people not knowing the full picture. Yeah. And the hidden opponent would be so happy to be (laughs) one of your charities of choice, if not me. But um, that would be so sick. But would you say every single day you post something, you're prepared for hate? Yes. Really? Yes. Every day? Yes. How do you even mentally handle that? Because I talk about it every week in therapy and we get down to the like real root of why these people are hating on me. And it's always sad at the end of the day, not 
I'm like, oh, that's really sad on their part. Like, you have one life and mm-hmm. you're going to waste it to hate follow somebody and be jealous and envious and rude and mean. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how I deal with it. Because if I dig into why they're hating on me, it's like probably because they want what I have. Yeah, it's, the, it's the projection. Yeah. Something that my therapist said that helps me is like 20% of people will never like you. So just be like, oh, you're the 20. Yeah. Statistically speaking, you could never have 100. No one does. Mm, that's a really good, that's a good thought too. Yeah. yeah. I'll just. Th- you're part of the 20. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I don't, I, if I walked into a room with those people, I wouldn't want to be friends with them anyway. But I mean, I do it to, I, if I'm ever in an insecure place, I will hate to scroll and like find something, but I won't ever say it to them. But like, then I have to go, okay, what's going on in my world right now? Right. That I'm doing that. You have to check yourself. Yeah. Anyways. I know. I didn't even welcome you to the show. <laughs> Hi. So, <laughs> welcome to Real Pod. <laughs> happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. I've always wanted to have you on. And I'm so glad that we got a podcast today. Me too. I do sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when I feel like the vibe is right, I just like to say, how's your spirit? Right now? Like in this moment or mm. in general in my life right now? Whatever mm. comes to you. It's really good right now. Oh, love that. It was really bad <laughs> the beginning of January. I was in a very bad place. I got sick. I had the flu. I feel like I was getting a lot of hate at one point. Like the hate was very loud. And then I got- What was it for at that time? uh, I was like, I honestly don't know. It was crazy. But then I got the flu. And if I don't move my body, like walk the dogs, like if I'm not moving around, I get really depressed. And then if I'm PMSing and have my period, I'm like, I'm depressed once a month. You have PCOS, right? Yes. Me too. It's, oh my gosh, it's, there's a big PCOS community out there too. And I'm like, it's awful. It's so awful. So I was depressed, hormonal, sick, and just like couldn't get up from like laying horizontal and didn't have anyone to take care of me and had pity parties galore. And my spirit was so bad Mm. that my podcast producer, my friends, my assistant, they were really worried about me (laughs) because it was really bad. And it was just, I realized it's because I have mental health disorders. I struggle from anxiety. I struggle from depression. And if I'm not taking the action of what I know works for my mental health, and I've just gotten in such a good routine of that I do that all the time, it that I go to that dark place. So I was laying on my couch. Of course, if you're laying on your couch, you're just scrolling. You're not moving your body. You're not doing right. anything. You can't work. You can't take calls. You're backed up on podcasts. Like all these things are just like, and then I'm sitting there going, oh my God, it's 2024. I'm 38. I'm do, I'm doing this whole spiral. Mm-hmm. You, you start to create the thoughts yes. that like create this like doom story that then make oh, you feel worse. Oh, doomsday is my favorite place to go. I'm like, <laughs> okay. it's my favorite pastime is going to doomsday. And so now, which is, and I celebrate this because before I would have kept going into like a darker place until, but I was like, I need to book a therapy session. I need to get on a Zoom with my spiritual coach. I need to start journaling. I need to like start meditating. And I just got myself back, which I can do much quicker now than I would have done years ago. But I did all the right things. And now, and then I cut my hair. (laughs) And so now I'm like, I don't know what it is. I feel like I'm just, I'm like, extra spiritual. I've been going to this medium in New York. Wait, tell me about that. I'm obsessed. I have a soap right now that's from Jerusalem. I don't care if it's—it might be from Jersey. I don't know. (laughs) But to me, it's from Jerusalem, and it has a crystal in it. And she was telling me about my chakras, and I, like, use this soap up my body to, like, bring up my chakras. And I've just been, like, leaning into the (laughs) woo-woo, and it just makes me feel better all the time. I think there is so much truth to 
humans having some connection to the earth, right? Like, of course, like the way that you see the magic in like plants and trees and like ants and they all know what to do and we're all connected. And I've actually been wanting to tap more into that. I think there's like different ways, right? And I actually, I did see a medium for the first time (gasps) ever. I was like very afraid. Did you love it? I enjoyed it and I would do it again. It was at a Miraval resort. And so it was at like a, a place where I felt like, okay, this person has been like working with lots of people. And like, yeah. I feel like I'd be too scared to just like kind of go. And oh, I'll like find somebody on the street and be like, tell me everything. <laughs> I'm like way too terrified to do that. Oh, I want to know it all. Good, bad, ugly. Tell me everything. Really? Yeah. And so what makes you like that? I think it gives me information and it like, I, it's, I guess it's my faith. Like that's some people are like pray to God and Jesus and believe in the Bible. And so I like really am leaning into my spirituality with like, that's my faith. And so I think it makes me feel good. Is there like something you're hoping that they'll tell you about your future or yourself that like would validate it for you? Yeah. Like every single time I go to one, they tell me I have a baby girl waiting to be born. Really? And I'm like, that is so cool. (laughs) And like, they always tell me the same things, which is crazy because that means like I go to them all the time. It is very validating because they go, you were just born to be successful. And they go, I don't mean that as in like dollar signs in your bank account, but like you're meant to do things that like fulfill your soul and make you feel successful. And you will always do that. And they just tell me things that I love to hear. And sometimes they're like, this area, maybe like something might be coming up here. It just doesn't scare me. Yeah. I don't know why. Just like, I love it. I love it. Because you could have had different paths in life. Do you ever fantasize about not being a public figure? Mm -mm. No. I think this was definitely the path I was supposed to be on. I'll never forget Kim Kardashian like getting so so hated on. She goes, I just, I was meant to do this. Like I was built for this. I can handle anything. Like I do feel that. I feel like I'm, obviously I'm not on Kim Kardashian's level, but I was meant to have a platform. I was meant to do podcasting. Like I feel like I'm doing things that I was supposed to be doing. And so what now, your spirits in such a great place. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Gay for that. But who knows about tomorrow though? <laughs> <laughs> right. You never know. I was going to ask, like, what are the things that you're consistently doing? Because I'm in a place in my life where I'm recognizing I don't feel as balanced. I feel strung out. I feel like my brain is like fried after doing the littlest thing because I'm like reaching a burnout place. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still kind of do that. I definitely still burn myself out. But right now I'm doing a, I'm like in the middle, I think I'm on day nine of a course that's about like healthy habits. And it's from the, a girl named the Spirit Daughter. And it was all about like this new moon course. And it's a, it's about just like building healthy habits. And I feel like being on something consistent like that, like day nine of journaling and writing down things and ways I want to feel and taking the action to get there and doing the, like I'm, I'm doing the work. I feel like this is so, this is kind of cheesy, but I think after being that sick, you just like appreciate little things like feeling good in a day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I have energy today. And I'm so grateful that for that, because I remember how low I felt the other day when I was sick. And I'm just like, I'm finding gratitude in like little things because I was like, well, that was a dark time and I was not feeling well. And like, let's celebrate feeling good today. Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like that's how life goes. Like when you're having a bad week, you know, you're going to have a good week. And then when you have a good week, you're like, what's around the corner? Oh my God, me, doomsday. I know. I'm like, what shoe's going to drop? What bad thing is going to happen? It's so bad. Right. What do you think like for this new year? I still feel like for 2024, like are there things you're trying to create or 
build for yourself and like prioritize. Mm, that's part of what kind of started my spiral and going into like a depression is me thinking like, whoa, usually I have something set up for the year, a big thing. Dancing with the Stars tour, doing Dancing with the Stars, hosting the Bachelorette. Like I always had something big, creating this wine label. And now I'm like, oh my God, I have nothing. I don't, I don't have something to look forward to instead of being like, let this be the year that you soak in what you've done, the place that you've got to, the house that you just moved into. Like you've done so much in your life. Now relish in that instead of focusing on what's next. So 2024, I'm more like, I've been on this big kick of how I want to feel instead of what I want to do. And so I have a list of 10 ways I would like to feel this year and the actions I can take to to be doing those things. I love that. I hate writing, but I make myself do it because it feels better. I even do like rage pages. And if I'm mad, I'll like write down how I'm <laughs> rage page. And then I burn it. It's so great. But I wrote down all these things. And then I took my crystals and I put it outside in the new moon. And then it rained and it poured. And I was like, oh my gosh, my all this stuff is going to be gone. But I picked it up and everything was still, the ink didn't run. The pages were soaked. And I was like, okay. And I just like, put it back in my room and let it dry out. And I'm like, okay, this is still still there. I love that. Yeah. On the new moon with yeah. your crystals. Oh, I'm a, I'm a witch. Okay, manifest. Yeah. I used to go get some. I love rose quartz. That's my favorite one. As it gets warmer and warmer in LA, one of my favorite things to do, especially with my friends on the weekend, is crack open a nice ice cold hard seltzer. I am through and through a hard seltzer girly, and I'm so excited to partner with Truly because not only is Truly delicious, I love a Truly hard seltzer, but Truly is shaking things up with their new party pack. Truly believes life can be more refreshing when we can be real, let loose, embrace imperfection, and allow ourselves to be free from convention. And that's why Truly has something for everyone in more than 30 unique flavors, including three lightly flavored mix packs, berry and new party pack. So you can find a flavor that you are obsessed with and works best for you. They've got the four fan favorite flavors, including brand new raspberry, which is my all time. Okay. And the best thing about truly is you can bring it to wine night, bring it to book club, bring it to the gym. Well, maybe not the gym, (laughs) but you get the idea with this new pack. There's nowhere you can't bring the party. To find Truly Hard Seltzer near you, go to trulyhardseltzer.com slash locations. That's trulyhardseltzer.com slash locations. Truly Hard Seltzer. Keep it light. Truly Hard Seltzer Beverage Company, Boston, Massachusetts, baby. Please drink responsibly. Once again, to find Truly Hard Seltzer near you, just go to Truly, T-R-U-L-Y, hardseltzer.com slash locations. Trulyhardseltzer.com slash locations. Enjoy. Today's episode of RealPod is sponsored by Vionic. Spring is right around the corner, which means warming weather and more time on the go. And the Vionic Vitals Collection has so many amazing essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for the season. And all of the very cute, versatile Vionic shoes are made with their exclusive Viomotion technology. Bionic began by revolutionizing medical orthotics, and today they continue to use that science to engineer shoes that leave you feeling energized and confident all day. When I slip on a pair of my Bionic shoes, I know it's Bionic because I can feel the support the minute my foot gets in there. The Bionic Vitals Collection has so many different styles. They have the Uptown Loafer in 10 shades of premium suede and leather. The Chardonnay heeled sandal if you want heels that don't sacrifice comfort. Seriously, think about yourself at the weddings this year with a cute heel, but then your feet not absolutely killing you. We love that. They also have the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. 
It's the unapologetic dad sneaker we all know and love. I have these in white. You can walk a mile or more in these fan favorites. And then don't forget the Willis slip-on flats. And they have it in over 12 colors to complement any outfit. Use code REALPOD15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at www.vionicshoes.com when you log into your account one-time use only. So use code REALPOD, R-E-A-L-P-O-D-1-5, REALPOD15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at www.vionicshoes.com when you log into your account one-time use only. So would you say you're more independent or like codependent? I'm definitely independent. But I think it's, what did I read about myself recently where I was like, oh, that's so me. Like I tried too hard to be independent because I lost lost myself in a relationship 13 years ago that still haunts me that I'm going to do that again. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I like think I can do everything on my own and I don't like to ask for help. And I'm like, I'm independent. I want everybody to know how independent I am. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I'm very independent. And I'm like, for some reason, it's like a fear of mine to be codependent. Really? Yeah. I don't think that's an unhealthy thing. I just think I associate it with being unhealthy because of my past. Yeah. I wonder, though, how like a fear of codependence then like affects you as you navigate life. Yeah, because I'm trying too hard to be like, I could do this on my own. Right. The medium tarot card reader I just saw in New York was like, why do you think you need to be alone? And I was like, because I I just think like that way I won't get hurt. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get hurt if I'm alone. I could raise a baby by myself. I literally think I could. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you can't think. Like, she goes, you can have it all. So that's what I've been trying. Like, even in these last five days, I've been telling myself, I can have it all. I can have a baby. I can have a healthy relationship. I can have success. And that doesn't mean I'm going to get hurt. Yeah. I think I got hurt so badly in my life that I'm like so terrified of ever going back to that feeling. I mean, it is exhausting. Like, yeah. I literally was scrolling TikTok there's this creator, Abby Wabby. She's hilarious. She does a lot of videos with her best friends. Okay. But it was her crying. And the text said, getting ready to tell my life story over to a guy again for the like 500th time. She was like literally crying. Like, here I am going to tell someone like where I grew up and my life story. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's exhausting. It's scary and it's exhausting, but it's also exhausting to push things away and not open yourself up to those things yeah. as well. Like, I'm also such a relationship girly. Like, I which is so funny because you'd think that I just would not want to be in a relationship. Yeah. But I always end up finding people and being like, well, they're so great. Yeah. (laughs) I should move in. (laughs) You want to move in? (laughs) But I'm going to do it myself. But it'll be my house and I'll own it. Yeah. Like I... Right. With the parameters. I'm very confusing. You're so self-aware though, which is so amazing. too self-aware though. Because it confused... Instead of just like letting things happen, I overthink because I go... Well, I'm doing this again, and I'm doing this, and I know my pattern here, and I right. know that my inner child is saying this, and my shadow work is here, and I like it's right. too much. No, it's exhausting. Yeah, when you're a- analyzing yes. your analytical voice and thinking yes. about it with a therapist who's also analyzing you. Yes, I'm like, great. There's four of us here, and three of them are inside my head. Well, <laughs> no, but yes, <laughs> when I did Hoffman, which is this inner child work retreat for a week. I learned that it's not just me. It's my higher self. It's my soul. It's my wounded child speaking. Like there's four different things going on inside of me. I love that. It's a lot. What retreat is this? Oh my God. It's uh, honestly, it's great. It was, it's called Hoffman and it is six days of inner child work and it's 13 to 15 hours a day of therapy and you don't have your phone. You don't have a computer. You don't have a book. You just are fully immersing yourself in therapy. And I came out of it. Like I was like, 
I should have shaved my head at that point. Really? I was like, I, w- I felt so free. Would you recommend it to people who could go? Yes. If they can It go is expensive. Go? Yeah. But I would highly recommend, but you have to really want to do some very deep work. <laughs> like I, I've done therapy for so long that I was like, what could I do that's even deeper than like this talk therapy? Because I need to go deeper. You need to read A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, I can't wait. No, Caitlin. And I will literally call me whenever to okay. talk about the chapters. Okay. I live for this shit and I need, I need to reread the book. Okay. It's so good. Maybe I have a book club. I'll do it for my book club. Oh my God. That would be so great. Yeah, I'll do it. That would be amazing. Yeah. Because everyone needs the book. It's very dense, but I love that. It's worth it. Okay. Shout out to the So Much to Sayers. <laughs> Yeah, my little spinoff. Aubrey and I had some, it was, it was great. It was really impactful because like we do live in this world that's talking so much about these superficial things and cattiness and like mm-hmm. friends and popularity and work. And it's like, I do get to that existential point of, so are we doing this all to one day like die? I know. I, this is why I need to read the book because I think of that all the time. I saw a TikTok <laughs> that this girl was like, think about a hundred years from now. It's, 2124. She goes, no one will know who you are. All the things that you worked so hard for, somebody else is going to be living in your house. (laughs) The pictures of you are gone. Nobody cares anymore. It's 100 years ago. Like, so what are you doing worrying about certain things when that's like the reality? Right. (laughs) And I'm like, damn. That's so true. It's crazy. And like, I've talked to people who have interviewed people on their deathbed and the number one thing that people like regret in their life is living a life for somebody else and not a life for them that would actually make them happy. So then I think like, am I doing this because my competitor is doing it better and I need to do that? Or am I doing it because I love doing it and I want to make an impact? Like, so that's really helped me think about like at the end of my life, which could be tomorrow, dark, but we don't know, but it could be when I'm a hundred years old, do I want to lay there and think like, I lived that life for me. I really did everything that I wanted to do and I didn't live it for anybody else. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I am so inspired by that. <laughs> it's good, right? I was going to ask you too because you're such a badass businesswoman. And I feel like it's so underrated. Mm. Hello. It's hard. I mean, you have your own wine brand. You have your podcast. You've built, you've built Caitlin Bristow way beyond like your first time being on reality TV. And there's hundreds of people who do that and they don't build what you've built and it doesn't build itself. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, how now, like where you are, and you told me this prior to recording, that you do look at your life and have everything that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you building your days and creating the life that you want? I think it's really important to acknowledge the team that I have around me because I didn't get my like second education. I barely graduated high school. Like the thought of me being an entrepreneur and running businesses, I'm like, what? But I think what's important is if you want to learn, then you're going to grow in so many ways. I wanted to learn how to run a business. I wanted to be on every single call that was to do with the wine label. I wanted to be in Napa and I wanted to be creating the wine. I wanted to be learning about the back end. I I really was like such a curious person when it came to business that I think that was kind of the difference that I had the team that could support me and I wanted to do the learning and work hard for it. Yeah. And it's it, the wine label has been the hardest thing I've ever done. It's there's so much that goes into having a wine label, and it's not no, like it's, I just it's put insane. my name on someone else's Correct. wine. Like it's, it's my wine. It's not merch. It's literally right. some. Their grapes are getting squeezed somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me. I, I crushed them with my feet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that could be in your live video. <laughs> yeah, me going into work. I'm like, what you guys don't see? I'm like crushing grapes. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. No, but I really admire it. God, I look. I'm at that age where when I play with kids, I'm like, oh, you're so pure. Uh, I know. I saw, you obviously know Bird's Papaya, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's the best. She was talking about her 
little girl, Lemmy, having a meltdown. The cutest kid. Shout out, Lemmy. I'm obsessed with Lemmy. I think she's an old woman trapped in a little girl's body. (laughs) I really do. I think she's like this pure old soul. Your, Your witchiness. Yes. But she said something like, how pure for a little kid to have a meltdown because she dropped her cookie. Yeah. And Sarah was like, she gets so upset about these little things. And her husband said, because that's, to her, that's the biggest deal in her life right now. Oh, and how yeah. pure is that? That her dropping her cookie, that's the only bad thing she knows. So she has I a meltdown. Know. How sad. It is it's, sad. It's, it's like pure, but then I'm like, oh, I just never want that. Like, obviously, innocence can only stay in a child for so long and they have to face the real world. But God, that's pure. Right. Oh, my yeah. God. Lemmy. I didn't even know that. She's so cute. She's so cute. Oh, She's so cute. So cute. She loves butter toast. <laughs> her butter toast. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. So when I get asked this question, I hate it. But I wanted okay. to ask it to you because yeah. I actually am curious, like your approach, because I love how carefree you are. Not that you don't take things seriously, no, I know like I said, but you're just fun. How do you view your plan, your five-year plan or your goal or what you see down the line? I'm so bad. This is where I actually would like to work on this about myself. I don't know. <laughs> I feel I should have some like, even if it's, you know, like, oh, I would love to settle down and have like a family. I don't know. I change so much every year and I keep growing and evolving and changing that I'm like, what I want right now in five years, I don't know where I want to live. I don't know what kind of partner I want to have. I don't even know sometimes if I want to be with a man or a woman. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. And so when people ask me about five years, I'm like, God, wouldn't that be nice to know what I would like? I know I just, I want to feel so happy and I want to feel like I'm making a difference in the world. Like, yeah, I, I think I think that is like the next step of evolution for me in my growth is like, I want to do more giving back. I want to have like yeah. a nonprofit. I want to like, feel like I'm leaving a legacy behind. Maybe that's what my five-year plan is. I want to start like building my legacy. And I don't expect you to have one because if someone asks me that, I have a similar answer of I don't know. But that's why like, I'm like, cool. Okay. We're on the same page. Because (laughs) some people do know. No, I know. But I do feel like it can be limiting Mm -hmm. because it needs to be more about the process, not the goal. Yeah. And then wait, have you dated a woman? I don't know if it would be dating. I've definitely been with women. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I've just always been attracted to people's energy. So I've dated so many different men. And then I remember at one point I was just so curious because I really did feel attracted to women. And so I, I dabbled. Women are so hot. I, I think I get every it. female is a little bi. You can't not be. I agree. Like women are so beautiful. I agree. And I think even like I, I know my family would would be like, you would. Like, you would be attracted to somebody's energy and not, like, their sex. Like, that is just so me. Right. After Jason and I broke up, I seriously was like, I would like to try dating a woman. I see myself at the end with a man. So I don't know if that's considered, like, I'm like, I don't know what I am. Am I bi? Am I, like, just attracted to energy? Is we there a see word that, for that with Chriselle. She's glowing and living her yes. best life. Yes. And she never, ever thought she was gay. Yeah. She is a good example of that. And I have been in their presence. Their relationship is what I would dream up on a manifest oh board. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I do think the whole, a lot of my friends who are with women, we don't talk about it like they are a certain label or they, right. like I had a friend who was always dating guys and then all of a sudden now in a very serious relationship with a girl. Yeah. 
I love that we live in a time where hopefully if you're running in the right circles, it's great. Let me meet your partner and let's not make this a whole thing. What I really liked is, so Colton, who is The Bachelor and then came out as gay, people really shit on him. And I think there is a reason for that because I think he mistreated his ex who was a girl. I think he mistreated her. And I think that's why we were like, why would you put her through something like that? If But then, so when Gabby came out as dating a woman, I was so worried that people were going to not celebrate her and be mean. And I am so proud of Bachelor Nation yeah. <laughs> for how they have responded to her dating a woman because it feels very supportive. And I just love knowing that next generation that's coming in to be the Bachelor viewers and like certain people. Because I'm like, if I did, people would be like, you're just doing it for attention. But Gabby doesn't. <laughs> she's got like a younger viewership coming in and they fully support and embrace her. And I'm like, I love that. Yeah. No, I love that. I love it so much too. And I feel like we are in a place where if I meet someone, I don't assume their sexuality. Mm-hmm. I say, are you dating anyone? Or do you have yep. a partner? I literally, even if I think I can make an assumption, I just think yeah. that I want to be a part of the people who leave it open for anything, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Even when I ask my niece and nephew, I'm always very cautious about how I word it because I don't want them to ever think I'm like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? Like to my nephew. Like yeah. I'm, I always am like, do you like anybody? Is yeah. there, how are you feeling about this? Like, that's why I'm like, I'm supposed to be a mom. Uh, I want to like do everything in a way. Like I follow accounts already where I'm like eat in color and how oh, to talk to I kids. I love kids about- eating color. Yeah. She's been on the pod. Really? Yeah. Because my like inner child is like, I need to raise my kids without food yes. issues. Yes. <laughs> Same. But yes, kids eating color is such a great account. Yes. I already want to start training my own brain for how I'd want to like raise a kid around the relationship with food. I, I'm literally obsessed because yeah. I'm the same way. And then like, Max, you will learn. Yeah. We will not, we will be serving dessert with the food and they can have the option. Honestly, I'm not going to name names, but a person that I was with in the past said something to my niece and I almost broke up with him in that moment because he said, do you know how many calories are in that? And I was like, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and then I had to have the conversation around like, I I never had an eating disorder. I always had disordered eating, which do you think there's a difference? I think there's a difference, but I hate when people don't feel like they can validate their own experience because they never had a person who, first of all, I admire nutritionists and dietitians because there's good ones out there. Of course. A lot of them literally were educated in diet culture and and people get eating disorders from going to the nutritionist. Yeah. So I think think when people are like, I don't know if I, I think it's like literally whatever... I know you don't need to have a professional have looked you in the eye and told you. Yeah. People have had that experience. I've had that experience. But like, you know. I I grew up thinking that food is bad for you. This is junk. This is going to make you fat. You don't want to be fat. Like, that's what I was Mm -hmm. made to believe through. Not even just family system. Like, the world. Yeah. (laughs) And when he... So I had to open up this whole conversation around, like, my relationship with my body and certain... And it was interesting because he just didn't get it. Mm. (laughs) That's but enough. I but but what's crazy about it is I saw him having his own body dysmorphia and certain things, but he didn't see that. Yeah, no, it happens to men, of course. Yeah, and it's so stigmatized that they don't always know. And in my relationship with Max, while he doesn't get it, he's at least supportive. Yeah, he's he's gotten there. Yeah, um, we did a lot of work on it, and I literally can confidently say I can go to him for anything now. But there was a time where he would be the fourth person I want to talk to. And I was really sad about that. I was like, if you're my man's, like, why you should be number one. And I'm bummed that you're my fourth call. Like, so I think, you know, so he grew a lot. But will he ever have been 
a female under the body image pressure that I felt that I was under. No. Right. Anyways, I've had the best time talking with you. I loved it. I loved it so much. So good. I just really admire like everything that you've built, your Thank whole you. platform, how you continue to show up as your authentic self. Right. Also for being so open about mental health. Appreciate it. I love when you post your real posts and you are super honest and open. It makes me feel better in my sometimes shitty day at the same time. <laughs> well, thank you. You do the same for all of us. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And I just so appreciate you coming on. So thank thanks you. a ton, Caitlin. And thank you for coming on mine if anyone wants to listen to me. Yes, I was just on Off the Vine. So check it out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.